name is Katherine Driver and I am the Community Liaison with Adventist Health Home Care Services and I um, was asked to come and speak this morning about home health and hospice. Um, and so I'm going to just give you some information about our services and if you have any questions, please feel free to interrupt me and, and ask those questions. I don't know about you, but typically when I'm listening, I will inevitably forget by the end of someone's talk. So, so we'll talk about home health first. Are you familiar with home health services? Um, Somewhat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, home health provides professional medical care in the comfort of a patient's home. Um, and it provides, we provide a team-based approach with the patient, the patient's physician, um, our skilled staff, team, and their family. The services include registered nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, medical social worker, and home health aides. The home health aides provide um, personal care and that type of thing. They, uh, so then um, we also provide quality care um, for wound care, orthopedic aftercare, lots of, lots of orthopedic surgeries. We see a lot of those patients, uh, COPD, rehabilitation therapy, patient education, post-stroke care, medication management, post-surgical care, and a lot more. The cost of home health is covered by Medicare, Medi-Cal, um, workers' compensation, and most private insurances. Following Medicare requirements, a patient must be homebound in order to receive home health care. This means a patient is unable to leave their home without difficulty and must have assistance. So for example, another person to help them or a, mo a mobility equipment such as a wheelchair. Um, also, the patient's physician has to feel that the patient's condition will decline should he or she leave home. So that, met, that homebound status is really important with home care services. It is important to note that a patient is able to leave home though, um, even if they're considered homebound. Um, they are able to leave for certain reasons without jeopardizing their homebound status. So this would be for a doctor's appointment, to attend church or a family event or a funeral. They just can't go out all the time. They can't, you know, it's not suggested that they go out for lunch on a weekly basis or anything like that. That, that will um, most definitely um, negate that homebound status. Mm -hmm. Home health often costs less than a hospital or long-term care and to be eligible for home health, a patient a patient um, must be homebound or unable to leave their home without some degree of difficulty. We require a skilled need. So in order to be referred for home health, they would definitely need either a skilled a nurse, an RN, or physical therapy in order for that referral to be made. The other disciplines would then come in, um, as we talked about earlier, so occupational health, uh, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and the such. Any questions about home health? I have one short one. I have a client that is homebound. She never goes out. She lives alone. Um, she needs wound care. Mm -hmm. Her primary insurance is with Kaiser in Sacramento, mm -hmm. but she lives here in San Andreas. So it's very difficult to get 
She said that she has contacted her doctor um, regarding the wound care, but because she's out of the Kaiser um, boundaries, mm -hmm. um, she's having difficulty getting that kind of help. And she's wheelchair bound. She sits in like a, a lazy boy chair. She sleeps in her lazy boy mm -hmm. chair. Um, she can make it to the fridge, to the bathroom, but um, I'm at kind of a, I've, we've signed her up for Medi-Cal, she should qualify for that, but we haven't done any IHSS, but she does have Kaiser. Right, so we do take Kaiser, I mean we have to work directly with Kaiser yes. in mm -hmm. order to get them to approve mm -hmm. for home health services. It has happened and it okay. will happen again. So you could talk, you know, she could talk to her physician again, okay. give the names of the home health agencies that cover this area. Okay. Um, she can choose who she wants to see. She has that right. And then really advocate for herself or you could help her advocate right. for herself okay. to um, just make that really clear that she wants home health, that she could benefit from it. Okay. Um, and then have them make that referral okay yeah that makes sense she, she did she was uh she's an aps mm -hmm. um, adult protective services and i think her neighbors were worried about her because she wasn't going out yeah and she definitely needs care All right, right. I will. yeah and having ihss in place when that happens when her medical goes through mm -hmm. will be really helpful as well um also, Area 12 Agency on Aging has the MSSP program, which is really a great program um, for um, patients who need extra eyes on them as well. So okay. that might be another resource for her. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Does home health do 24-hour care? Or? We do not. No. So we don't go into the homes to help. Um, we just don't have the ability and it's not something that's covered by Medi-Cal. So we don't provide care. We provide the clinical pieces of it. So the nursing, the therapies, you know, the medical social worker, those kinds of things. Yeah. Great question. <laughs> All right. So we're going to transition into hospice. Um, so Adventist Health Home Care Services does provide home care services, home health services, plus hospice services. So. Um, like home health, hospice <coughs> provides professional care in the comfort of the patient's home and provides a team-based approach with the patient, the patient's physician, their family, and our skilled um, staff. Um, the team includes the medical director, case managers, registered nurses, medical social workers, home health aides, chaplains, grief counselors, pharmacy, um, the pharmacist and their um, what they provide as well, volunteer and volunteers that provide respite and companionship to hospice patients and their families. Uh, the benefits of hospice include personal care assistance, home visits um, from the hospice team, medications for symptom management, spiritual support, physician and pharmacy consultation for symptom management, emotional support and assistance with practical concerns, medical equipment and supplies, th those are covered by the hospice benefit, uh, bereavement counseling and support for family and their caregivers. The hospice team works uh, closely with each patient, their family and their physician to create a care plan that benefits the needs of each patient. So we don't go in the same as home health and provide a blanket um, <clears throat> care plan, we know that the care plans have to be individualized for each patient. 
To be eligible for hospice care, a patient must have a life-limiting illness with a life expectancy of six months or less. Once a patient has made the decision to stop curative treatments in favor of comfort care, the patient, their family, or their physicians can make a hospice referral. So that's different than home health. Home health, you really have to have a physician say that you need that home health care. Um, it, with hospice, anybody can make that, that referral. So the family, the physician, the patient themselves can make that referral. Uh, hospice care can be provided regardless of age of the patient or the type of end-stage illness they have been diagnosed with. So, you know, we typically hear that hospice patients are cancer patients, but it, there's a wide array of illnesses that hospice covers. Hospice can be ended at any time by the patient, and the patient can choose to go back to curative treatments at any time if they choose. So we have had patients who have come on to hospice, decided that they didn't want to, you know, maybe there's a new treatment that they didn't know about. So they will come and tell us we want to go off so that we can receive this new treatment. Or they graduate off the services because they're doing so well. That happens a lot. We love it when that happens. Um, and then they can come back on when they decide that that's what's right for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hospice is a Medicare benefit and is covered by most private insurances. Um, and it's also covered by Medi-Cal as well. Um, so if you're interested in joining our hospice team as a volunteer, um, I have brochures here. You can give us a call and um, we can put you in touch with the right person. Um, it's so rewarding to work with hospice patients and their families. There's, there's, it's just, it's amazing. Um, so we also provide a bereavement program. Um, hospice is designed to provide comfort and support to patients and their families. So I like to remind our physicians and, um, you know, that the earlier the referral, the better, not just for the patient, but for their families as well, because they're then getting the support that they need through the entire process. So um, bereavement support is provided for families two families for up to 13 months following the passing of their loved one. Also available are grief support groups which are open to the community whether or not a loved one was provided services through our hospice. Um, a new in-person grief group will begin on Tuesday January 11th and will continue through Tuesday March 15th um, and the group is from 1 to 2.30 and I have some information regarding the group right here and the phone number to call if you have questions or would like to register. Uh, we also have our Tree of Lights event coming up on December 4th. Um, the, the tree lighting and remem remembrance ceremony is a beautiful way to remember and honor loved ones who have previously passed, whether they were on hospice services or not, and I have more information on that right there. Um, any questions about hospice? I, well, I don't really have the wording for it, but my understanding is hospice is end of life. It is end of life, yes. And if somebody is uh, had a pre-existing, they've had difficulty all of their life, they're on a lot of services, can they just call and recommend themselves? Mm -hmm. or? So you don't need a doctor's referral. Yep. You do need a doctor's No, no, you do not need a okay. doctor's referral. Yes, the patient can call. Mm -hmm. And typically what happens is one of our amazing staff will mm -hmm. go out 
and either do an informational, provide information on hospice services, explain how it works, mm -hmm. and you know the ins and outs, the payment, the the billing, the you know who pays, mm -hmm. who doesn't, all of that. And then um, if they if if they're really interested after hearing that, then typically an evaluation is done by the nursing staff so that we can see if they meet. The criteria the hospice criteria okay. do they have that six month or less diagnosis so they would need a diagnosis <coughs> then of some mm -hmm. sort yeah but we can initiate that mm -hmm. with their physician okay. so if the patient calls first we would go out and see them and then we would be in touch with their physician and our medical director to let them know this is what we're seeing this is what the patient is requesting we've spoken to their family everyone's on board okay. and then we're able to put the pieces in place Okay. Yes, most definitely. So, I know this, it can't be an attention getting I'm on hospice type thing. No, there's... Be diagnosed at some point that right. there is um, an end coming of some right. sort. Right. Okay. Yep, yep. And that end is six months or less. Okay. Um, and like I said, we, we really appreciate when we get those earlier referrals right. just because it's so beneficial to the patients and their families. Right. I don't, you know, we focus so much on the patients um, as a society that it, it's really nice to remember that the families are going through an awful lot mm -hmm. at that same time as well. And so we're, yes, the patient is our main goal, but we also want to provide that support to the right. families right. as well. Um, we quite often get asked what happens if a hospice patient goes to the hospital. Say um, a patient falls and fractures their hip. They are certainly able to go to the hospital for that fractured hip as long as it's not tied to their hospice diagnosis. Does that make sense? What we ask the patient or their families to do is make sure that they call us so that a nurse can meet them at the hospitals to sign them off of hospice so that Medicare can then, or their insurance can then cover that stay or mm -hmm, that hospital visit. And then we would bring them on once they get home from the hospital. So that's a misconception that patients can't ever go to the hospital, they can't ever see their doctors. Mm -hmm. It's just tied around their hospice diagnosis as to whether or not they can see, go to the hospital or see their physician. Mm -hmm. And we're really good about explaining that to, to the patients and their families. We want everybody to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, what is the difference between hospice and palliative care? So palliative care is when a patient is choosing to receive curative treatment still. Okay. So really it's comfort care while they're receiving their, their um, comfort care or their palliative treatment is for comfort care while they're receiving treatment still. Okay. Hospice is when a patient has decided they're not yeah. going to be seeking any treatment. We don't have a palliative care program, but we do certainly provide um, comfort care. Um, and so this is where we, our hospice and our home health team work so well together. So mm -hmm. patient may not be ready for hospice, but they meet the home health criteria and they're homebound. We can, and they have that medical need, we can bring them on to home health and then when the time is appropriate and the 
um, patient and their family has decided it's time to transition over to hospice, we can certainly help make that happen and it's a smooth transition. Okay. And with hospice, I know you had asked about 24-7 um, with hospice, does it up the visit, the visitations, like during the night visits for meds or anything like that? So we do provide if we need, we have nurses on call 24 hours a day, okay. seven days a week. Um, we do not provide the 24-hour care though, right. but should should there be an emergency or something need to be addressed, even in the middle of the night, we do have staff available okay. for that. Yes. Okay. So the family, you're 100% you're backing the family. Mm -hmm. They don't have to take a phlebotomy class or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we do work with them to, you know, the, most of the time the families want to be involved and okay. want to be able to provide care for their loved ones. So we're going to teach them all that they want to learn and do. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're not available to come out every single night so or the 2 meal yeah or we just okay. even though we have someone on call 24 hours okay. a day seven days a week there's only so much that our staff can do but we certainly are going to go above and beyond okay yeah Good yeah okay. lots of support mm -hmm. yeah any other questions okay. No, you're good. You're answering everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for letting me come and speak with you today. It's been a pleasure. And um, I have pens here, brochures. If you have questions or concerns or you just want to learn more about home care or hospice, please don't hesitate to call. That's what we're here for. Um, if you know someone who might need um, home care services and you're not sure how to make that happen, feel free to give us a call. And we can see what we can do to help make that happen. Okay. Actually, one, your dentist, your Adventist Health, mm -hmm. um, do you have to, uh, is that out of network to anybody or would everybody qualify? So I don't, I can't answer that question okay. completely because I don't do the insurance okay. piece of it. Um, I have an amazing coworker who does all of okay. that. Um, we do accept most insurances okay. though. And we will work with, sorry about that, we will work with patients. Like we always let patients know if they have a high um, share of cost. We will let them know that. And, and if, it's, if it's a case, we take it a case by case, but we do have funding that's available as well to help okay. people. Yeah. Do you cover all of Calaveras County or only just a portion of it? Oh, just a portion. Great question. So we cover the Copper area up through Angels Camp and up the Highway 4 corridor um, up to San Andreas. Um, and the really important thing to remember is that home, home health and hospice's coverage areas are a little bit different. So it's for hospice, it's really a case-by-case -case situation as to how far out they'll go. So it really is important that folks remember, well, our staff is good about asking what's the address in both home health and hospice. Okay. So then we know right away whether or not it's an area that we can cover. We have great relationships with the other home care and hospice agencies. So if we can't take someone because they're out of our area, we provide the other agencies phone numbers and their names so that the provider or the patient can call and see if they can take them on as well. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Well, All right. New today. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. You are 
all amazing and very much appreciated and I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Seems that everything wants old is now becoming new.